0: Okay, one of the things I also want to, you know, have us pick from Sunday and take it from there. Is that you remember we started by saying that we are in a country or we're in a world where there are all manner of problems, you know, as a nation and internationally. Uh, just a few days ago, I think it was three days ago, some of us may have seen that in the news. The person that went into a school in the, in, in the US and shot about six people. Okay? And um, that's a lot of story because the school this person went to is a Christian school. And this person is somebody who was a female but became a male but was transiting to a female, you know. So they didn't even know how to describe this person. And further information is saying that part of what angered this person was that a loving partner, which could have been, you know, the whole thing is like... um, in you know (laughs) it's just messed up okay so this is the situation of this person and went in and shot six people innocent people okay and um, they don't know how to handle it because even the news reporters can't say uh, the shooter is a male or the shooter is when he entered they can't say when she entered when they when it when you know (laughs) that's how bad so in essence there's you know issues everywhere okay so myriad of problems but you know for us today we want to take from where the bible says jesus said to the disciples where shall we buy bread that these may eat and he said he said this or he asked this word to test them for he himself knew what he would do why would jesus want to test them Why do they test you in English proficiency? Why do they test you in aptitude? Why do they put aptitude tests for you? Why do they test you? Anybody knows why they test me? Why do they test us? Pastor a teacher, why do you test your students? To ascertain knowledge. Praise the Lord. So these things come as tests to ascertain knowledge, to know what we can carry, to know what we know. Praise the Lord. To know whether we have come to a level of understanding. Praise God. And the truth is this. This test will never finish as long as you're on this side of eternity. Praise the Lord. They will never finish. Jesus making us understand. Says in this world, what will happen? You will have tribulations, trials, tests. They will keep coming as long as you're in this world. But it says, be of good cheer, for what? I have overcome the world. Tests will keep coming. Troubles will not finish. Job says, as the sparks, you know, fly upwards. So troubles in the life of a man. Troubles will never finish. So what is the position? And what is the place where you and I should stand as Christians? We read Luke 21 on Sunday as well. Luke 21 from verse 7. We read a bit long to 18 and 19. You can please put 18 and 19 for us. Sorry, yes, 17, 16. Okay, says 16. says you'll be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends. And they'll put some of you to death. It says you'll be hated by all for my name's sake. 18 says, but not a hair of your head shall be what lost so in the midst of all these troubles they were not meant to destroy us they were not meant to harm us they were not meant to eliminate us they were not meant to finish us praise the Lord so what were they meant to do the last verse says, by your patience what possess your souls and very important thing that I don't want us to miss there verse 19 we, we said contemporary English version said you will be saved by being faithful to me praise the lord the promises of god are not open they are not open ended the same way for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not what perish but have everlasting life god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son but it's not everybody that will benefit it's whosoever what, believes in him that's the one that will not perish people are still perishing In fact, the ratio of perishing to those not perishing is heavily weighted on the side of those perishing. The Lord Jesus Christ made it clear to us that there will be few that will be saved. But God wants everybody saved. Praise God. So troubles can finish somebody who is not faithful to God. It says by your patience, what should you do? You possess your soul. And this ties with what our Lord Jesus taught us. He says, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So in all of that, we fight to possess our souls. Because the tests are going to come. And in some situations, it will look like you're going to lose everything. And that brings me to the heroine of Nigeria now, Professor Nenoti. How many of us know her? She has lifted our spirits, hasn't she? And just to help you, brothers and sisters, for those who are still, you know, in the scene where they count numbers, how many is she? How many people voted? At least 200,000. Okay? One person could have obtained their wish. Listen, in the things that matter, numbers don't count. That's why you must never be discouraged. If it's one soul, you're able to win. If it's ten souls, Spiritual things are deep. I getting what I'm saying. God bless that woman. Praise the Lord. She is worth to us more than the millions that are doing seven days of power, more than the millions that are doing Shiloh and Sheila and all of that, and doing all kinds of things. Because they do all of that and they are not a witness. One has brought joy to a state and hope to a nation. Because we know that Nigeria shall yet rejoice because many more will be encouraged she's not the only pastor she says she's a mother isn't it she's not the only mother she says she has children she's not the only parent but what it is is that this woman held to her soul you know i listened to her i was watching the woman she said they offered money they brought intimidation they brought threat and she stood giddy <laughs> are you getting me what was it that helped her stand? Her soul. And now everything that may have threatened her against or with is given to her. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? When you lose your soul, you're not fit for living. But when you hold your soul, in your patience you possess your soul, all these other things shall be added. If I'm on a flight and that woman comes in and there is no city, you will stand up. She has gained that because she possessed her soul. Praise the Lord. This is what Christianity is about. It's not about who will go. You don't need anybody to go with you. I'm sure maybe even in her family, maybe one of her children would have preferred she collected the money. Mommy, you know I've been waiting to travel to Canada. The money would have solved that problem. But you see, these are choices that Christians make. And really, it shouldn't be a big deal. But it's just that where we are now as a nation is such a big deal. Because truth has escaped. How many of us went home and read Isaiah 59 that we read in church? You know, truth has disappeared from the streets. If you try to live well, you become extraordinary. Praise the Lord. So, trials, troubles, I'm establishing a point here. Because that mindset is very important. Challenges, difficulties. So, Jesus said, we have a problem here. And he confronted the disciples. What do we do? And the Bible said he did that to test them. He was training them that in every trial situation, trying situation or trial that a child of God finds himself in, that he should know that there is a solution. Praise the Lord. You know, recently a lot of people have been saying, you know, pastor, your weight loss, your weight loss. The reason my weight loss is really working is because of my sickness. It's the spine problem that will not allow me. I get what I'm saying. It is the victory over the infirmity that is keeping me straight and fit and all of that. I bet you it wouldn't have been the same. For every trial, the Bible says no temptation has befallen you, but such as is what? Common. Trials, difficulties, whatever they're called, are common. As long as you are in this world. I told us here some people make merchandise of you know uh, your mother-in-law uh, near success syndrome enemies pursuing you you ate gary at night you ate spaghetti in the morning you know in, when you slept you saw this you saw that those are common what they should be advertising is the knowledge of god because it's the entrance of light that does what, that drives away darkness anybody doing that it doesn't understand christianity in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth the earth and whatever was what without void that's how we began and god kept on bringing light bringing order and when he created us he said you and i should go and what continue to bring order so nobody should make merchandise of troubles the bible says those who know they are god what will happen they will be strong and they'll carry out what greater exploits that's what it's about praise the lord We go from victory to victory to victory to victory. But when you don't have that mindset, you know, any little challenge, you're just panicked and harassed. Okay? But as you grow to know your God, which is what we're doing every time we look into the Word, you're growing in the knowledge of God. You're seeing, okay, this is how it works. So troubles and all of that, actually, Paul writes and says, these light afflictions, what do they do? He said they work for us. A Christian that has understanding knows that trials and tribulations what do they do they work for us but let me put a caveat there it's not the trouble you brought on yourself praise the lord let nobody go from here and say that's what i said no it's not the trouble the problem of the five loaves and two fish did they bring it on themselves they were following jesus they were following the word. they were seeking first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and then they realized they hadn't eaten everybody was starving okay but do you know at the end of the day, they were better off that starving for three days? You know why? Lord said to me, oh, sorry, not starving. If they had carried their food and had enough food, all of them would have eaten. But when you read that story, the Bible said they all ate and were full. Praise the Lord. It's one thing to eat. Everybody that came for the party to eat is another thing for everybody that came for the party to eat and be what? Uh, these days of uh, event um, specialized, you know, these commercial event people that bring food. Nobody is full in a party. I'm sure you know that. The rice they give you. Those days when our mothers used to organize parties where they cook the food and serve from the pot. You, when you eat your food. But this contracted feeding now, where they calculate 10 heads, 15 heads. Nobody, every, we are all posing. Don't worry. When we all go home, we can't eat. I'll be natural, I'll we all go home and eat. Because they just do the rice. Right. They just bring one small thing like this. Put one side. Then there is space. They put the fish. Then there is space. Then they bring one big plate. They keep it in front of you. It's like the lunch box they packed for somebody in nursery school. But we all ate. Right? That's what they say. Everybody has eaten. But they are not full. But in this particular case, the Bible says they ate, they were full, and they carried baskets home. That's what happens when you overcome problems you make profit. Somebody say, I will overcome. I will make profit from my challenges. In the name of Jesus. Somebody, you're broke now, but you're progressing to becoming a billionaire. Because insight will come. Revelation will come. Faithfulness will come. Perseverance will come. Praise the Lord. You know, there's so much in the news now about the tribal thing going on in Nigeria. And whereas I do not want to, you know, put my evilness in, you know, mix it up because anybody who holds on to his tribe will not go to heaven it's christians that go to heaven praise the lord am i clear no anybody who puts his yoruba or also first will not go to heaven anybody who is going to heaven will go as a christian but you can be a christian who is Igbo. you can be a christian who is also i get what i'm saying now i'm trying to make the point i'm making about overcoming adversity is the suffering that was imposed on the biafra people because of the civil war that's the secret of the success you're seeing on them now because they have suffered praise the lord and that suffering read it anywhere go and research it anywhere when pharaoh decided to afflict the children of israel the bible says the more he afflicted them what happened in fact Igbo presidency may not even help people because when they now start making things a bit easier for you, you might lose the sense of perseverance and, you know, effort that you already putting in it. Affliction works once you make use of it. I remember those days when um, I was staying with some of my um, in-laws who were trading in Lagos. You know, in the morning, these guys would get up about 4.35 and they leave for the market to their businesses. And then monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday they have a mindset of people that are in the middle of the war then sunday come and see them when they wear those devil trousers hey <laughs> you know so six days they are laboring sunday they take a break the next monday what they say is that i'm going to the farm if you have been close to there's that mindset they're not playing praise the lord you, you don't see them you know you, you have a party in lagos my people, when you have a wedding and you fix it by 10, only you attend. 12, only you attend. 2, only you attend. If you have a wedding on Saturday in Lagos and you want people to attend, fix it around 5 because they have to finish selling market for that day. Praise the Lord. But some people, if you have a party Friday, Thursday, they will close market. These people cannot afford that luxury. They've suffered. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So affliction, you know, it, it shouldn't finish, it should produce. Look at what China is doing in the world today. Look at what India is doing. India is coming up. In the next couple of years, India will be one of the wealthiest countries in the world. What has happened? Their suffering has worked for them. And Nigeria will not be different. Our suffering will work for us. Praise the Lord. We'll produce great produce from our nation in Jesus' name. So please, I want you to just settle it. Isaiah 59, 19b, we read it on on Sunday. Please, when you go home, read that passage. You know, from verse 1 to 19 or the entire passage. It helps you get a perspective on what is happening in our country. But 19b says, it says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, what will happen? The Spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against him. The question is this. Why doesn't God stop the enemy even from coming at all? Do you understand? Why must challenges come? Why doesn't God remove all the troubles and challenges just from everywhere you know the way we do for babies you know you won't let anything you put the specialized mosquito net so nothing comes around them why doesn't God do that the simple reason he will not do that is this you see challenges are necessary for you to grow the same mother that is pampering the child at a time you're putting the child and say walk now isn't it That's why you see some children at one year plus that are not walking. Why? Because any small thing, the mother will just leave the child and won't let the child fall. The child that doesn't fall will never walk. So challenges, they are necessary. I'm reminded of when the child begins to grow, you know, to develop teeth. You know, the discomfort and all of that. All of that is part of the process. In Jeremiah 12, let's just take verse 5. If we have time, we'll take from 1 to 5. Okay, but verse 5. This was Jeremiah lamenting to God, you know, from verse 1 to 4. Telling God all the problems and everything. And this was the response. Jeremiah was one of the most faithful prophets. He was called the weeping prophet. He had no encouragement from anybody. The people he preached to wanted him dead. Praise the Lord. You see, nobody, I mean, Jeremiah, they just want, my friend, get out of our, our way. So he complained to God. He lamented, "What's going on here?" And this was the response our loving Father gave him. Let's read it, to everybody. Jeremiah, if you are wrong with the footmen eh, and they wearied you, and if in the land of peace in which you trusted they worried you, then how will you do in the flood? Pain. What a response to somebody who is saying the trouble is too much. You know what this response was saying? Ah, the trouble hasn't started. <laughs> you're still doing some you haven't started doing quadratic equation and at mass are you complaining do you understand it's what God answered him he said you've wrong with the footman some of us you know Christians our problem when you listen to them you have to hold yourself self control not to say I will soon slap you he said you know and she didn't greet me greeting is still your problem the devil hasn't started boxing if you are wrong with footman do you understand the footmen are wearing you, whereas you're going to race with horses. Elijah showed us. Elijah raced with horses, didn't he? And he outran the horses. He said, this is where I'm preparing you. Praise the Lord. So just little problem like this, you're crying. He said, we haven't started. We're still at the basics. Praise God. So the mindset is that God has determined that this must be. It's part of the process. So, I have to, you know, put myself in that state of mind. That's why the Bible says, as newborn babes, what should you do? Desire the sincere milk of the world that you may grow. The Christian who doesn't grow can't really, he can't amount to anything because he can't, you know, handle basic Christian, you know, trials. There are trials that come to you just because you're a born-again Christian. And why are they coming? They are not coming to shame you. They are coming to let you shine. Are you with me? Let's take the case of this, uh, Professor Nenotina. If this woman, you know, was never chosen as a reg, would we know her? Okay. If she was chosen as a reg and everything happened and she just, they allowed her to announce the vote as it should be, would we know her? We know her because they tried to intimidate her. We know her because they tried to pressure her. So it was the trial that is helping her to shine. Somebody getting it in her. So as a child of God, remember we said God is Alpha. It means before they came to trouble you, God saw the trouble. Now remember what did Jesus say to Peter? He says, Simon, Simon, Satan has what? Desired. Before the desire for that challenge came, God looked at it and approved it satan has desired to sift you as with what did i do i prayed for you i didn't bind satan i didn't stop satan from coming but what i did is that i prepared you so that after the sifting is done you will be stronger you'll be converted he says but when thou art converted what do you do strengthen if the sifting did not come peter will not be converted if peter is not converted who will strengthen the brethren is somebody getting what i'm talking about that's the mindset. So, but if you're not a born-again Christian, the trials and everything that comes your way, you know, we, we don't have the time but to deal with it because it's a, a different story altogether. But for the Christian, they look at it, they see what it will serve. It's going to produce something, so they permit it. And God looks at it and says, okay, let it go. Why? Because he knows that you'll be victorious in it. The challenge is now when you don't have that faith, that overcoming faith, and the Bible says, this is the victory that overcomes the world." Our world. Faith. Faith overcomes every challenge. What does faith say? Faith believes God. Praise the Lord. Faith says, I know that God is. Hebrews eleven six. He that comes to God must believe. And he's a reward of those who diligently. What does it mean to diligently seek God in a problem? But. Let's break it down. What does it mean so that somebody can go with an understanding? What does it mean? I'm saying what a practical illustration. Okay, simple. Let's take it this way now. Do I have an an undergrad here now? Undergraduate. So you're an undergrad, okay? And you're a man, okay? And the lecturer, this particular course you're doing, the lecturer says, if you're a woman, bring body. If you're a man, bring money. And you're a Christian. And this is your final year in school. So what do you do? And this man has made himself a principality. Nobody shifts him. So what do you do? You go and work hard. Maybe work hard and extra hard and bring money and give him. When you've done that, what have you done? You have compromised. You see, because when scripture is read, there is application. So for the Christian student, he that comes to God must believe that he is. In the first case, this man who is doing this thing, you can see him, right? now faith says you're not the only determiner of my destiny praise the lord that's what faith says faith says you may be the mountain that nobody in this school has ever gotten past but there is god beyond you there is god okay now you say i must bring money if not i will not pass this course i will not bring money because bringing money is compromising my faith so what have you done now by that statement we've addressed believe that god is right the second one what have we done he that comes to god must believe that he is a rewarder so by defying the man you are looking to god to reward you are we seeing it now the man does as he does and fails you and your classmates pass and the man is still in the school and you are still in the school another session comes he says you know the hereby what do you do again by this time, all your friends are counseling you. Better be wise. They will quote Ecclesiastics for you. Do not be overly righteous. Has anybody quoted that scripture for you? Say you are not the ones. Some will say they are not the ones that killed Jesus. All, all kinds of things. But what does the Bible say? He that comes to God must believe what? So in the first place, God has seen what happened. So how do I please God again? You go and beg him. Oh okay, God, please. I cannot do this. thing, It's contrary to my faith. He will force you out of his office. Kick you out. Stupid man. I told you, you're useless. You go again. You refuse to give him the money. And he fails you again. So this is another year in the university. Now, you see, Christianity, we must understand something here. It will be a wonderful testimony if God kills the man after you write the exam. And another person marks it and then you pass. But do you know that in God's plan he might see that he needs to hold you there for three years so that you can meet something that is in line with your destiny that will take you to a glorious future. That's faith. You see, faith is not greed. What most Christians have as faith now is greed. Want, 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 want. Faith is not primarily about wanting. Faith is primarily about submitting. Listen to me. If Joseph listened to preaching on faith like it is today, he would have slept with Potiphar's wife. Because the mentality is get to the top, get to the top, get to the top. And the quickest way to become the real Baba of Potiphar's house was to have the woman. If he says, he has withheld nothing from me except you. So this is the last one to conquer. When he fled out of her room naked, he knew where he was going. But that's faith. But that prison was what was necessary to make him a prime minister. Now, people don't talk about this. They just say overnight favor. Nonsense, overnight favor. It's faith. He believed that God is and that God will reward his faithfulness. Part of the journey is that what? He goes to prison. When he went to prison, he still said God is. And he bore fruits of the Spirit. When he went to prison, he didn't start behaving like an unbeliever, like some people would do leave me alone like one of the guys you know uh, elderly man you know turning 60 this year we met at uh, at evangelism when he told me how useless pastors church people he said he funded crusades he gave me his name check it that he used to be a millionaire and he's hurt now that's not faith faith never gets hurt because you see any moment you stop you can't blame god Praise the Lord. Job taught us, you, you can, in all of Job's righteousness, when he got to court with God, he had to hold his mouth. You can win a case against me. Do you understand? You can prove me wrong, but you can never prove God wrong. How can God be wrong? The only God, who alone is wise. So we keep obeying him. Faith, he says, must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder. Any moment, any time you think it does not pay to obey God, you've stepped out of faith. It might cost you. It might take time. Praise the Lord. Speed is not a reward of faith. If speed were a reward of faith, Abraham would have had Isaac at 76. When I get him, anointing does not remove process. In this church, it's sharp, sharp. You just come in, sharp, sharp. It's people that God has no plan for. People that have no assignment in the things of God. There is the school of God. Saul was made king, sharp, sharp. David was also made king, but not sharp, sharp. The moment Saul was chosen, he became king. After David was chosen, he started university. He did the prelim. Thank you, sir. He did prelim. Do you understand? We need to know God. We need to know God. Okay? So troubles come. They come. Yes. But we are believers. We're in the process. So you look at life. Thank God for the scripture that says, it says, no good thing will leave with hope from those who walk uprightly. And it says the Lord will give grace and glory. So the child of God will be going through different things. We'll receive grace. We'll keep receiving grace. We'll keep receiving grace. You see, grace is like muscle. Are you with me? In the process, it's trained For somebody who is very strong, who has enough muscle now, say, this is your bag. What does it weigh? Is it up to 5 kg? Okay. If this were a dumbbell now, and I've been training with, um, let's say, 5 kg dumbbells, okay? And I come out here, and I need to help somebody with this bag, okay? You know, I've been training with 5 kg dumbbells, right? So, if they give me this bag to carry, will I be complaining? Why would not I complain? Because I've been trained beyond this bag. You see, when grace abounds in your life, the trials that make others cry will not make you cry. So the problem is more of lack of grace than the trial. Praise the Lord. We're talking about somebody recently and um, something was said. But Nick Vijovic doesn't have arms. He doesn't have legs. If they keep him side by side with you, with hands and legs, and even extra hands and legs, People who want to be like him than you. Because the man is full of life. He's operating in grace. Tell yourself, what I need is grace for my situation. That's what you need. It's grace. I never forget this story. And interestingly, I don't even think I read that book very well. I don't like reading. Thank God for salvation. The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer, they gave him punishment to go and paint a wall. And Tom Sawyer went, and while he was painting the wall, he was whistling and behaving like he was happy. So all the friends in the neighborhood came and started begging him. He collected money from them to help him serve punishment. Somebody's laughing. That's it. It's called grace. Do you understand? What people ordinarily would say, hey, yeah. They'll not say, hey. Why? Because you've caught a Revelation. It's not proper that in Christianity, people that have Jesus will be walking about with their heads bowed. Because they don't have something of this life. The apostle Paul says, if only in this life we have hope in Christ. He said we are of all men, what? The most miserable. Do you know that God is going to balance equation? Do you know that? No, God is going to balance equation. Nobody can come into eternity. And when he or she sees all our rewards, he says, but God, 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 why? You didn't give me husband. Ah, but God, you didn't give me car. Nobody will be able to say that to God. Because God is righteous. When he opens the book, you're going to say, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God for my portion. Thank God for my portion. But why will you travel this road and deny yourself of that privilege of walking in that revelation? Let me hear somebody say, he is jealous for me. Let me ask somebody say, he loves me. Let me ask somebody say, there is nothing he cannot do. Do you believe that? So if there is nothing he cannot do and he loves you, don't you think that there is a wisdom in why he has done some things and he hasn't? Okay, let me ask. Has he done some things? Are you sure he has done some things? But he hasn't done some. Now, do you want to advise him? No, no, no. We advise him in prayer. Lord, do this for me. Do you want him to take your advice and leave his own? Uh-huh. Abby? Lord, please don't take my advice. <laughs> I'm praying to you, but please don't take my advice. Don't tell me what is what you say. No, no, don't do what I want. Do what you want because you're the only wise God. Let's rise on our feet. Hallelujah. Hebrews 5. Hebrews 5.8. 5, it says, talking about, about our Lord Jesus. It says, though he was a son, he said, yet, what did he do? He learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Verse 9. It says, and having been what? Perfected. Having been perfected. Can you put 8 and 9 together? I want you to see something there. Though he was a son, yet he did what? He learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been, what perfected him? If he didn't suffer those things, he would not be perfected. And he was a son. And you were a son. Praise the Lord. And Nigeria is in the plan of God. Our suffering will not be wasted. I've told us there, and I repeat once more. This uh, electoral heist that was carried out is to fully notarize Nigeria as the most corrupt nation in the world. The award. Somebody wrote that this election is not that bad. or I, I can't remember whether it was Uganda one of the countries, or Cameroon. There was an election that there were uh, registered voters, were about 2 million. And the person who won, won with 10 million votes. <laughs> and, and that's how much they read. And they said he was so generous that the person he contested with, he gave him 3 million votes. <laughs> Have you heard the true story of Uganda? But the case about this one, what makes this one very spe- special, is that it's said the world was so sure that this would be a walkover. I mean, how can you say, transmit three things, and two will go, one will not go? Habba? even the blind will say this one. You upload House of Reps, it goes. You upload Senate, it goes. Then presidency won't go, because emilocum. me you understand? I mean, it's bracing. It's clear for everybody to see. So the whole world is looking at us, So that they will begin to monitor the events coming from Nigeria. And they will begin to say, wow, this is that same Nigeria. These are these Nigerians. Then they begin to see the turnaround. Then they begin to say, come and teach us. How did you go from being so bad to becoming so good? Somebody say, we receive it. In the name of Jesus. It will work for us. Amen. So concerning us, he's saying, there are things necessary. Let me just put this outside. Don't miss it. You know, Jesus taught some things that are so profound. And one of them we're going to use to pray. Okay? Let me find where I wrote it. He said something interesting. And he said, I think it's John 16. Let me find it so we we'll take it to pray. I can almost say that it's a principle. This is what Jesus said in John 16, verse 21. He says, A woman... When she is in labor, has sorrow, because what? Her hour has come. But as soon as she's given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Let me give you the message God said I should give you. God said that I should tell you that every sorrow you're having now is not designed to end in sorrow. It was for a birth to come. It was for a producing to be produced. You see, when we men are in labor, what the midwife says, push. Tonight, I'm saying push. Because if she doesn't push, she and the child will die. It's a winner-takes-all situation. But if she pushes, out of one life, there will be two lives. If you accept and take where you are as punishment, as the final, then nothing good will come out. But if you say to the Lord, I believe you. My Bible has a caption. What it captions that whole place, I think from verse 13 that It says, sorrow turned into joy. And that should be your testimony. Everything that has made you sorrowful. Tonight, I want you to raise your faith to God. And say, this sorrow, I'm pushing through it you are God and I'm trusting you be it health wise be it financial be it emotional whatever situation that has caused me sorrow I place my faith in the God who turned water into wine and I say Lord I believe you And I progress through it. He said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. I am walking through a situation now that is causing sorrow. My head has been bowed down. My spirit has been heavy. My heart has been heavy. But because of you, Lord, I push through. And I see joy. I claim joy. I persevere, my God you are the God of my salvation you are he that has begun the good work in me and I know that you will see me through you announce to us that shall you bring to birth and not cause delivery sorrow is an announcement that is the time of birth sorrow is an announcement that is the season for birth Lord I receive strength to persevere I receive grace to push to push through this situation i will not faint i judge you faithful lord you love me the lord does not hate you the lord did not forsake you the lord has not abandoned you i am the beloved of the lord the lord loves me the lord is in charge of my life my times are in his hands i am not forsaken i look at the Word. i am not abandoned I look at the word and my God said he will never leave me nor forsake me. So I will push through in this season. I will push through because instead of my sorrow, I am seeing the joy that is coming. And the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy, we are converting every sorrow. We are saying no. We take it as a process for joy. It is diesel. We are burning it. We are burning the sorrow for joy. We are burning the disappointments for appointments. We are burning the discouragement for encouragement, for zeal. We are rising up. The song says there is an army rising. For the army to rise, it was down before. Somebody is rising. Somebody's faith is being awakened. They sacked you to become an employer. You lost that opportunity to become the opportune one. There is God. The sorrow, we are converting it. We are not rejecting it. We are pushing through it. We are using it. It's working, it's working, it's working. When a woman in labor faints, everything dies. But when she pushes through everything leaves somebody is pushing there's an army rising there's an army rising ideas are coming forth inspirations are coming forth strength of resolve is coming forth in the name of jesus christ Amen. been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, barnex Squaringpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290- 9000 or 0703 404. You can find us online at www. That the Father's Church God bless you.